What is up guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here, and as you just heard, the legendary Jim Mora. Playoffs? That was the best line ever, the best, best reaction to anything, but it is playoffs looming this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, and we've got a ton to talk about in terms of football. Let's start off with, however... Five good minutes. Yeah, let's, five good minutes. let's start off with an autopsy of the Giants. Corner, as Giants fans... corner wouldn't want to touch this. As, Gi as Giants fans... We need to give this team an evisceration. Mm -hmm. And I think you said... you Alright, what were you about to say with their record? No, I'll let you go first. So... Because <laughs> I got lots to say. So, Joe Judge. He's gone. Thank God. And here's the thing. I didn't like Joe Judge from day one. Because I was skeptical of the hire from day one. Because here's the thing. Coaches of the Belichick tree, except Brian Flores, every single one has tried to be a more aggressive version of him. A more in-your-face, hard-nosed, aggressive version of him. I.e. Bill O'Brien. I.e. Matt Patricia. This guy is the exact, just a thinner Matt Patricia in my opinion. He's an arrogant blowhard. He's a hack. He's just, he treats these guys like chattel. He treated them like high school kids, making them run sprints. And... The Mara family were speculating on keeping him around, but the final straw was him calling that boneheaded QB sneak on third and nine in the final game of the season. And that play call essentially summed up the Giants' season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, the Giants' record over the last five seasons, 22-59. and 59. There's one other team, another New York team, that shares the same record. The Jets. So that tells you this. I've been in the skin a lot longer than you. Mm -hmm. And I've been a Giants fan since 1983. Okay? Yep. This is what franchises do. They get as high as they go lows. Yep. This is a low, low, low for the Giants now. They stink. Yep. And so I went through my five stages of depression. <laughs> Denial. Oh, you mean five stages of grief. Oh, grief. Sorry. Denial. <laughs> yep. Acceptance. Denial. No, denial. Duh. Anger. It's anger. Uh, Sadness. Depression. And accept bargaining, bargaining, and acceptance. acceptance. Sorry, I get the stages mixed up, but I've reached acceptance. They're a bad team, and they're gonna be a bad team for a long time. So, here's what I think they should do the offense is atrocious, it's atrocious. Danny D Daniel Jones does not deserve another year. Gettleman also retired, he didn't deserve to retire, he deserved to be flung out of a trebuchet for how badly he's done since coming back to the Giants. Traded Odell Beckham for essentially nothing and, what, $18 million in dead cap? And wasted the sixth overall pick that same offseason on Daniel Jones? Are you kidding me? When he was he was unanimously ranked below um, Dwayne Haskins and even Drew Locke on some boards. Okay, so I'm with you on that. I just want to play a little excerpt from Joe Judge's final walkout. Because he's walking out. Well, I made a statement last week, and when I talk to you guys, I tell you the truth. So I told you last week, I know that we're closer than we are further away. Okay, so I'll leave it at that right there. I know the targets of things we have to fix. We've been moving in the right direction. I talked last week at length. Stop. No, no. no Garbage. No. Moving I, in what direction? Moving, moving down. They are, they, I'm not going to, like, how are you, how is he this incompetent? I don't understand it. Moving closer than you are. Then you are away? 
Have you seen this offensive line? So, again, I, I want to put this to rest because we're, you know, we've had, we're coming to the end of our five good minutes. But I just want to say this. The, coach, the Giants are at the bottom of the shelf yep. with the rest of the teams, like the Houston Texans who fired David Cawley. Like, he was a patsy anyway. It doesn't matter. Like the Lions. The Jaguars. The Jaguars. They're at the bottom bottom. Yep. They'll be the last team. And there's not a, there's not a rush on this. They've, they got, they've, general... got, they've got two first-round picks this year. They need to get a lineman, and they somehow need to get an edge rusher. Because they didn't take one last year. They took Kadarius Toney last year when they needed an edge rusher. Um, Daniel Jones will be back because they don't have any answers at quarterback. No quarterback's going to run. No, no quarterback's going to decide to want to be part of that offense. It's putrid. This team's going to be bad for a while. So let's they just, need an inside lineman. It's as simple as that. They let's need just an inside buckle lineman. up because this team's going to be bad for a while. Blow okay. it up, honestly. All just right. get rid of everybody except Barkley. Well, uh, yeah, well even that's so debatable. All right, moving on. We finally did our long-awaited bot- autopsy. Now it's into more positive stuff. Yeah, so let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys will be taking on the 49ers in one of the wild-card games this weekend. In my opinion, this is the most interesting wild card game to me because the record for the 49ers doesn't tell the whole story. They are the hottest team in the NFC right now. They can kill you in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel is turning into a game changer. Brandon Brandon Ayuk also turning into a deep threat game changer. Mm That their pass rush is probably the best in the league. If if any if any team could could make the rest of the NFC cackle by beating Dallas, it's the 49ers. Um, I'm gonna call the 49ers on this one. I think there's gonna I think this is one of the upsets. I think the Cowboys history's always been against them in big games and they find a way to wilt. I think it's a bit more deeper than that. I believe that this game is in the I don't think the 49ers care where they go. They're just and the thing for me is the 49ers will win if Jimmy G holds on to the ball and doesn't do bonus yeah, things, yeah. it's when he starts to try to do something stupid is when things go bad. Now, I really honestly believe that they're going to run that ball. It's going to be low scoring, but I'm going to say it's 2017 to the Niners. I think it's going to it's a bit deeper than that for the Cowboys, but cuz their offense has been sort of out of sync all game long. I think the two things that really need to decide things for the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy and Greg Zuerlein. Mike McCarthy holds this team back. You can tell, especially on offense. If he calls timeouts when he's not supposed to and gets a delay of game when they really don't need one, then the Cowboys will lose. Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy holds teams back. Look how he held the Green Bay Packers back for years. Greg Zuerlein, if he misses an extra point again, I I believe that'll be the Cowboys' downfall. But I think it's the former for the Cowboys, and I think Mike McCarthy will lose the Cowboys this game. All right, next. Moving on, another playoff matchup. Uh, we have the the Buccaneers and the Eagles. I think this I'm not is, betting uh, on Tom Brady, uh, so forget uh, it. Uh, it this forget is, it. This is this is just this is an e- I'm sorry, but this is an easy win for the Bucks. Yeah. I'm, I think they a, win double digits. Uh, this is an easy win. I I like the Eagles running game, but. Like the Bucks are so are stacked, they might they might be a bit short on offense. They're losing two of their best. They've lost two. They've lost um their second best receiver in um, Godwin. in Godwin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Evan, Fournette's back. He's for, Fournette's back. 
Um, you have Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's back. <laughs> Le'Veon just somehow finds himself on another winning team. He's he's back. Um, they've got guys, who, uh, other receivers, who can do their thing. Scotty Miller, I think, is really underrated. So I think even with their depleted offense, they'll win this game pretty easily. It's not easy. the offense for me. It's the defense. And if Vita Bea is the a, is, only way that I see Philadelphia possibly making it interesting is if they can run the ball down their throats. Yeah. Now, Philadelphia is no shy, not shy about doing it. Uh-huh. They'll run and keep running. And if they don't get successful off that, then you're relying on Jalen Hurts. But, however, you've got to look at the, the defense for the, um, the Bucks. It is stacked. Vita Bea just got the highest, highest contract a nose tackle's ever gotten. Yeah. A succeeding Kenny Clark. And he eats running backs for breakfast. Right. And so if there's it, anyone he can stop, it's Miles Sanders. Yeah, it just depends on whether or not the you know the Eagles abandon the run and rely on Jalen Hurts throwing the ball down the field because I don't think he's that accurate. I think that, you know he can try to escape some of it, but again, he's elusive. But the like, only way to win this game is to keep Tom Brady off the field. That's it. Yeah, you can't give Brady time. We know that from twenty-eight to three, like that's been tried and true over the years. Moving on in the in the next playoffs. We have the Bengals and the Raiders. This might be the defining moment for Rich Passaccia. Uh-huh. We know there's seven vacancies, but there might be six. Yeah. I mean, a win here gives him the job. I yep. think a loss here still gives him the job. Yeah. Depending on what this Raider team has been through all season long, the adversity, Henry yep. Ruggs, Gruden, they um, have found a way to get in there. Yeah, somehow. So, somehow, some way. I think... Um, the Bengals, though, they, I think it comes down to whether um, the Bengals can actually... Because in certain games this year, this year, they've looked anemic. And I think it comes down to whether the Bengals can show up when the lights have been brightest. Because, let's remember, they haven't won a playoff game in, what, three decades? Yeah, when I was your age. Yeah. So that's so, a long time. So... They, Brumer Sison was the last time, they've, last winning quarterback on that and, team. And I think the closest they've come to even coming close to a playoff win was that implosion against the Steelers in 2016. Right, so, again, I don't have faith in the Bengals on this one. I think this is going to be the upset on the AFC side. Because I think if the Raiders... Look, if the Raiders can mix it up, can run the ball, can play action with Derek Carr, I think they have a chance to win this. And I'm going to say the Raiders will win this. I just think... I feel like... But... As, as much as I am skeptical about the Bengals, I'm more skeptical about the Raiders' secondary because it is awful. It's awful. Their, their secondary is horrible. And we, we've seen it before with um, Joe Burrow and um, Jamar Chase. Even Burrow just admitted it. I'm just going to throw it down the field and Jamar is down there somewhere. He even said it in an interview. So I have a feeling that that will win them the game. That will win them their first playoff game in... 30 years because the Raiders secondary is awful. All it right. is terrible. Let's move on. What do we have? We have the next game. The Chiefs and the Steelers. Ooh. This is, no, I'm calling it right here. <laughs> the, the, chi- the, the Chiefs are straight winning this game. Oh, they're winning this no, game. No, Steelers, winning. it's, but this is Ben Roethlisberger's last stand. This he, is it. He's, he's, all, he's all but admitted they have no chance. He said they have no chance against the I Steelers. I think he's playing the little game. I think he's, he was. I think that was lore fishing. I honestly believe that that was Ben Roethlisberger throwing it out, saying, 
Yeah, let's see what let's see what which Chiefs players respond to that. Let's see. We don't have a chance. We have nothing. You know, we're we're the Steelers. We barely got in here. If we had a, if there was a tie last week, we wouldn't be here talking. Yeah. So I I'm I'm I will definitely say Kansas City will win this. Mm-hmm. They're gonna run it down their throat. I believe that the Steelers will lose. I think it's gonna be. I'm saying I'm calling like twenty six ten. The Steelers have no running game. They have playmakers on both sides of the ball, but they've got no running game because their O line is horrible. Najee can't do anything because they've got no run blocking. A Ben can't throw ten yards without laboring. No, he can't throw it down the field. So, so they're gonna be. And again, it just depends if can and Kansas City should be able to get pressure on them. They got pressure on them last time. They should be able to force Roethlisberger to move his feet, which he's not very good at doing. Um, yeah, I think this is it for Ben Roethlisberger. I think if Mahomes can. Protect the ball and not do stupid things. He's thrown some picks this season that you just scratch your head about, trying to do too much. I think that's going to be the key factor here going forward. Um, I don't think the temp, the elements are going to be good. This is this is the Chiefs' home game here because from and here on, from yep. here on out, it's on the road. Yeah, that's it. So if you're the Chiefs, you expect to win, but it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. I'm not saying the Steelers are going to win this one. No, I think, I, the, I think I the Chiefs think will win this the, one. It's done. I don't think the Steelers are winning. If right. if they win, I, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know I don't know what kind of Pandora's box has been unleashed upon the world. Alright, let's move on to the Bills and Patriots where Ooh. they're predicting sub zero temperatures in Buffalo as snow as we speak. I'm on I'm in the southern hemisphere. We're in the southern hemisphere. There's a storm that's heading to Buffalo. It's gonna dump snow. It's the perfect elements for this kind of game. Both teams will be able to play with each other. The last time they played each other, Mac Jones only threw three passes. Yeah, and I think that if any team has the key to beating the beating the Patriots, it's the Bills. And this is a game for their credibility. The Bills have been really, 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 really sus all year long. So they can't. They have no running game. So I think the best what they need what they they need a couple things they need their defense to play up to their potential because we know what it can be we know how much talent their defense has even without Tredavious White their defense is incredible it, like based on name recognition guys like Ed Oliver etc mm-hmm. but i think and another thing they need is for um Stefan Diggs to perform they need Stefan Diggs to perform okay so this is going to be a low scoring game yeah because it's going to be windy it's going to be elements. They're not going to be able to throw the ball down the field because of that. I think it's going to be like, I would be surprised if it if it, it's like 14 to 10 or something. Like, honestly. And it comes down to who can stop the run better. And yeah. last time and the Bills couldn't. Josh Allen's pretty much their only running back. But they're going to have to rely on running the ball without Josh Allen running the ball. Well, they can't. They have no running game. And this is the only other. The way it would work for the Bills is you stop the New England run and you force Mac Jones to have to do something that he doesn't want to do. That is, have to throw the ball down the field. Yeah. So, I mean, he got mushed around last week against Miami. So, I mean, I think the, the it will be a low-scoring game. The elements are perfect. They're absolutely perfect. Yeah. It's, right. it just, it's going to be a tough one. It's a game of destiny for the Bills, in my opinion. Moving on. Jim Ursay apologizes to the fans. Huh? So, Jim Ursay, the one who's talked about how the Colts are going to, you know, win championships at, like, this 10-year shelf. He apologized to the fans. Let me find the quote because, wow, Jim Irsay said, you know what, I have to apologize because this is not okay. Jim Irsay apologizes. So let's see what Jim Irsay has to say. 
I don't give a I don't give a damn what he says. He's ruined how many generational quarterbacks in his time? How many generational quarterbacks? He ignored Peyton's issues for years. He called Luck's issues all mental. I don't give a damn what Jim Irsay has to say. Mm. He ruined Andrew Luck's career. I don't give a damn what he says. Right. I'm I'm sorry. If I'm a Colts fan, I want Jim Irsay dead. I'm 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 sorry. Whoa, whoa. He's, he's not a good whoa, owner. He's a he's a horrible he's a, he's a horrible whoa. owner. Wow, that's some strong language. He's, no, I don't know about dead. He's a horrible now, owner. Look, at the end of the day, this sits. I think this sits away from Jim Ursay because he took it. Look, I will give. Oh, I'll, I'll point the finger at him for Andrew Luck. They did not invest in a proper offensive line. You, you, to you know what else I blame him for? Hiring the worst GM in the past twenty years in Ryan Grigson. So, I don't care what he has to say. At this point, the Colts choked. Yeah. They should have won that game, and this was this is Carson Carson Wentz had a what a thirty five what a three point five QB rating. That might be the game that runs him out of town. I don't think he's running out of town because they gave up too much to get him. Frank Reich is still on his side. It just was a choke job. It was. It was a bad. They had it. it. They had it. They lost the two games. Forget about the fact that they put themselves in the situation having to win against. Jacksonville last game. Yeah. They could have done that beating Las Vegas the week before. They had beaten weak opponents to get to this point, and that's why we were still suspicious on them. All I don't right. care what Jim Irsay has okay. to say. I don't want to wish death on Jim Irsay. Let's move on. Okay, I apologize for oh, that, but, but he's not a good owner. So the Black Monday aftermath. So uh, we have we have a, an interesting uh, soundbite that I like to play from Vic Fangio, former Denver Broncos coach which is obvious to everybody. Um, we just need to get a little bit better. A lot of the games, you know, we had a good game against the Chargers here in the first time. Last week was the COVID game. Uh, we had a tough day, close game with the Raiders. No, you've had a tough three years, Vic. You've had a tough three years. Vic Fangio is not suited to be a head coach. Okay, so before that soundbite, the one thing he said that was true, and it was a mic drop moment, he said... The, you know, there are three other teams in our division that have three top-flight quarterbacks. For, mm -hmm. That's verbatim. Yeah. And he's not lying. Yeah. Because you have to face Herbert, Carr, and, and Mahomes. Mahomes twice a year. Yeah. So he's not lying. So he kind of saw the writing on the wall. Now, look, Denver did not play well this season. And I knew that. And I called it. Yeah. I must, I must be psychic because I said Vic Fangio's, his head's on the platter. Yeah, and so maybe it's because of ownership changes that's going to happen in Denver. They just thought it's time to move on, but they need a quarterback, mm -hmm. and it's not Teddy Bridgewater, and it's definitely not Drew Locke. Yeah, so I feel like Vic Fangio is not suited to be a head coach in the NFL. He's a coordinator. I think he's, a he he's a fantastic defensive coordinator. Some they, guys coordinate. Some guys coach. He, he's going to be a sought after defensive coordinator in this in this off season. But he, no one's going to be looking at him for head coaching. Of course positions. not. But this Nobody. was his chance, and so that's what happens. Yeah, for a so-called defensive savant, they had problems on the defensive side of the ball in the previous two seasons. Yeah, I mean, this year their defense was great. But again, but if the defense is on the field more than the offense, that's what you got. Exactly. You have exhausted defenses getting outplayed. And so, again, this speaks to the fact that Denver needs to get themselves a quarterback, and they're probably going to go free agency. Now, who can they get? Maybe Russell Wilson. Maybe it's time for Russell Wilson to have a change and go. What are they going to trade for? They've got 
capital from Von Miller, so they could swing a massive trade for him. But they've got they've still got holes on the O line. They've got holes pretty much everywhere you look except the defense. Everywhere you look on the offense, Denver's got holes. So they've got the first and foremost, they need a quarterback, and they need to re they need to fix that that offensive line. They've, and they, they still and besides Melvin Gordon, they don't have a running game. All right, moving on. Yep. Georgia rules. Yep. So Georgia is a national champion. All right, I not Alabama. I I a hundred percent thought Georgia was going to choke. It looked I dicey. Thought, I thought they were going to choke because that's what Georgia does pretty much every season. But they ex- exercise demons against Alabama, against Nick Saban, against Bryce Young. They got to him. Yeah, they got that big pick at the end of the game to kind of put the nail in it, and let's, let's give Georgia some credit here. They they stopped Alabama when they needed to, and only Alabama had to settle for field goals. Yeah. So you know, this this was this was coming. It was a matter of time. Does this mean that the torch has been passed with Georgia? No. No. Bama. Bama. Well, here's the thing. Bama's always going to be that premium destination for recruits. They're always going to want to go to Bama. Always. If they have a Bama offer, more than likely they're going to take it If unless they're going to be, like, fourth on the depth chart. Yeah. So that they're always going to be getting the best recruits all the time because they have the best facilities. Daddy Nick Saban will always be there, the godfather. So it's not a changing of the guard. I think it's an aberration. We, we saw it with LSU. I mean, when they lost to LS, when they lost to LSU in the Cotton Bowl, they came back the very next year and won. So I think this is going to be an aberration. They'll probably come back next year and dominate. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I, I I would say that it showed that Alabama had some shortcomings. Um, that you know they got outplayed, and they got outplayed by a team that really was able to mix things up on them and get them confused and. That's it. Georgia wins. I'm sure Arthur Blank and Matt Ryan would have mingled in that party to celebrate because yeah. a, a Georgia Bulldog win is an Atlanta Falcon win, that's too. The, that's the only thing the Falcons have to celebrate in the past decade or two. Okay. Clay's return. Yeah. Clay Thompson, he looked good in his return. Really great. good. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention everyone's heart stopped when he went up for that dunk. Cause yeah, yeah, that was. Cause everyone was thinking, well, how's he gonna land? He's gonna land on somebody's foot. He landed. He's gonna a, land awkwardly to the point where he gets he, on the ground again. He landed fine. He he's landed been out. Of, fine. He's been out for nearly two years, almost two years now. Yeah. So the fact that there was a collective sigh of relief, you know, it was a relief for Golden State, and it was and, a relief for Clay. And I think this changes Golden State's tune coming up towards the dead, the trade deadline. There were rumors that they were gonna get rid of their young guys um, for a big player. And there are a lot of them on the market. Yeah. But I don't think that... I think the young guys that they have, they like. Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kuminga, James Wiseman still needs, still has a lot of potential if they can develop him correctly. Mm-hmm. They've got young assets for days. So who can be cost-controlled youth? At least for the... for um, Right the, now. Uh, right now. Yeah. So they don't really... They don't have to do anything. Yeah. Stand pat. Yeah. You don't do anything. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel as though... Golden State won't make a move. They're, you know, it's it's really one and two. It's it's between them and the Suns fighting for the best record in the West. And I think that's going to stay that way for the rest of the season. I don't think it's going to change much. Yeah. I think that there's something to, as a side note, you know, 
Seth Curry, you know, has had Seth Curry's had some Seth Curry's had some struggles, and that's you know. But bringing yeah, back Clay, it's huge. It's it's a big relief. I mean, I don't think they're gonna push. I've said it before. I don't think they're gonna push the minutes to the point where it's too much. I think they're gonna bring him in slowly, and then eventually he'll certainly be starting more minutes, and then that'll be a weight off Steph Curry's shoulders because he doesn't have to feel like he's gotta take all the shots. Yeah. Okay. And they don't have to rely on their inexperienced youth to really carry the load. Yes. Uh, let's look at the next one. John Morant and the Grizz. How good is he? He is. Wow. He's incredible. Wow, wow, wow. He is exciting. Yeah. And, and, and this is a guy who was injured, so I was concerned. And But the Grizzlies were able to handle things and were able to play well without him. And now he's back, and they're like, they're playing lights out. And they, yeah. beat, the, they beat the Golden State Warriors of the day. This is this is the fruits of a gradual rebuild. They yeah, the blew, youngest, they, one of the youngest teams in the league. They blew it up at the 2019 trade deadline. Yeah. They got rid of um, Gasol. Of stuff. Is that Con, out, out, Con, out. Conley went in that free agency. That's fine. Go. That's okay. So, they and they got um, some assets back, but not too much. They invested their draft picks yes. well, yes. and Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant formed the gruesome twosome, and they have a fantastic chorus. Of players around them, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams has been good yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's really exciting to watch them. And so, you know, they play as a unit. They play, they play, as play a together. Unit. They've been winning games. They're, they beat, they beat the Warriors just recently. You don't want to see them in the. I don't. I, and nobody wants to see them. I don't think you know. I'm sure the Lakers wouldn't want to see them in the first round. Oh hell no! Because they're that good. And they're John Morant is just off the hook. I mean, it's a shame that he had some sort of. You know, trolling towards him around him. You know, around his absence and around his return. There was you know reportedly trolling towards him. You know, not you know being you know kind of criticized. And well, I, well, the, the Grizzlies got blown out in his return, and he and they got booed at home. Yeah, but you know, but I mean, then then the, the next game takes against uh, the next game, um, away away from home at Footprint Center against the Suns, they won that game. Yeah, and he got an amazing game winner. I mean, it just takes time. You come back from injury, you, you know, I think sometimes fans can be a bit fickle. Yeah. you got to just calm down. And, and <laughs> Knicks fans. Yeah, Man, the Bulls got blown together by the Nets. Yeah. Don't even talk. The Bulls got destroyed by the Nets the other day. Yeah, but so, slow your how, roll how, you, Bulls. how you liking booing Julius Randle at home and him doing the reverse yeah, boo? Yeah, I know. It wasn't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the reverse boo. I think he was watching too many Javier Baez videos. Moving right. on. Moving on. We have got... We've got... Dame surgery. Yep. How, so, so he's going to have abdominal surgery. Yep. I think that shelves him pretty most of the season, if not the whole season. Yep. What happens now with Portland? Are they buyers or sellers? Sell, sell it. Sell it. Sell, 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 sell. Anything. Sell because it's done. You, I mean, they've had a horrible season. They're 10th place in the West. You sell it. Yep. You sell And Damian Lillard, even when he was on the court, you could tell he... Did not look like his usual self. He was laboring. Laboring. He did not look like himself. Yeah. He was off, and we know why, because of that abdominal injury he's been carrying. Makes you think make, teams have probably have done a little sigh of relief because, you know, the rumors about him going to the Sixers or anything else, you know, if, anybody, if he was traded, then they're, they're, shell, they're, they're sidelined with his injury. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I think, that's the, I think this kind of solidifies the Blazers as being sellers. You know, they'll wait till Dame comes back and they'll say, this is what we've, you know, done to sort of surround you with some more help. We're coming back, 
you know, from, from surgery. And this is, you know, with him and McCollum out, well, I think that's I, pretty much it for the Blazers. I don't know how long Lillard can keep on with this franchise. I don't know how long he can. Because I, I, I'm, I love how, like, guys like Giannis and Lillard are staying loyal to their small market teams. Obviously, that paid in dividends for Giannis because he's, he's got a championship. But for Lillard, this, like, but here's the difference. The organization of the Milwaukee Bucks actually cared about surrounding Giannis with talent and actually cared about spending. All right. I don't see the the um, Blazers organization caring at all. Yeah, I, I, it's tricky because again, he's 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 putting loyalty to them. It's up to now management to figure out how to get to the next level. I don't know how that looks. Yep. Moving on. Um, let's see what the next topic is. John Lester retires. Yeah. After you a know, long, several, long, long career. A long career. There's some who say that are his numbers really Hall of Fame worthy? Mm. He's won 200 games, which yeah. is pretty impressive for, for a pitcher. But he's also been on some But his great World Series games. record is lights out. Yeah. I believe he's like 10-4 and four or something in World Series play. Yeah. His ERA is like under three. Yeah. And he's done it for three different teams. Got... The, the Cubs, their championship, yeah. by the Cubs bring him in as sort of a, a hired gun. Yeah. So, um, I don't think... Cooperstown is a very, very fickle bunch to get into the Hall of Fame. You need to be pretty much a spotless player. To, spotless player in terms of not having a controversy and having amazing stats to get in well, there. Well, not doing PEDs helps. Yeah. So... <laughs> that's simple. Yeah. That. Stay away from the PEDs. Yeah, that's what I meant by that, that's what I meant by not. You got having, it, Clemens. You got it, Bonds. That's yeah. what. That's why. I, that's what I meant by not right. having controversies. So, I feel like Lester's numbers are good, but are they Cooperstown worthy? Probably not. I think they will be, but not immediately. Maybe. I honestly think it will be a few ballots go by, and other guys will pass until they say. Because I think his World Series resume is enough to get him in there. That's what Maybe. I think. Maybe, but Cooperstown is probably the the one of the just below just below Canton in terms of how hard it is to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, look, I would say that he's, he's he's close, and I'd say, like I said, it's going to take a couple years before he gets it. But I think he yeah. Will. When's his first year of eligibility? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we've reached the conclusion of our show. yeah. Uh, that'll be it. Um. For this episode, and Friday episode, the first one of the year, and we're we're obviously going to be covering stuff all Playoff year long. Time Playoffs. Playoffs. We've, we've got um once football season ends, we'll be looking at the draft, yes. draft rumors, and we'll also be finally paying more attention to the NHL. Really? Yeah. You can pay attention to it. I never pay attention to it. Yeah, but the Stanley Cup playoffs are coming in April. Uh, yawn. Well, come on now. <laughs> you need to watch playoff hockey. I don't watch enough playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is amazing. Yeah. So that'll be our show for this week. Um, again, if you're coming here from TikTok, welcome. We do this every Friday AST and every Monday AST. So Check out some more sound bites that are coming. Yep, and check out more episodes. They're coming as well. Bye. See ya. See ya.